It's time for Phillies Talk Podcast. This week we talk about Zach Wheeler and his second place finish overall in the Cy Young Award winner for 2021. And we'll look ahead for tonight's vote with Bryce Harper for MVP. Hello and welcome to this edition of Phillies Talk Podcast. It's Rich Baxter joining you on a chilly but seasonably 60 degree November 18th, 2021. And we had the results in for the Cy Young vote. And Zach Wheeler finished a close second here in the Cy Young vote for 2021. And a lot of people thought he might win this. Uh, but he didn't. He tied up the winner, Corbin Burns, with 12 first-place votes. And it was the second-place votes that got him. Uh, he didn't receive as many second-place votes as Corbin did. So Corbin Burns is the new Cy Young winner for the National League in 2021. Milwaukee Brewer pitcher. He had an MLB leading 2.43 ERA and a strikeout rate of 35.6% in 2021. Uh, strikeout to walk ratio was 6.88. And a FIP, which is 1.63. And that's fielding independent pitching, if you want to look that up. Um, Interesting stats there. I usually look at wins, losses, strikeouts, ERA. I'm an old school guy. I, I don't get into these fancy FIPS and, you know, XERAs and things like that. B war. Uh, these, <laughs> these stats are fun to read and compare, but, uh, I'm just, I guess I'm just an old school baseball fan. I go by the numbers, win, loss. Um, ERA, like I said, strikeouts, and you can make a case for either one of the top three finishers that finished uh, this year for the Cy Young Award winner. And if you go onto the blog, my blog at fightinphillies.com, that's without a G, fightinphillies.com, on Thursday, November 18th, you'll see my article on the top three finishers, including Zach Wheeler. Wheeler, by the way, um, had a 2.73 ERA. He finished up a little bit on the high side for a Cy Young Award winner. We had two pitchers that were lower with the ERAs, but he also pitched more innings than Burns. 213.1 as compared with 167 innings pitched for Burns. So... Even though Burns didn't go that far, he did have 28 starts. He finished up 11-5. and five. And Wheeler, on the other hand, had 14 wins, but he had 10 losses for the Phillies. So, you know, you can look at those stats and bend them either way. You can look at Scherzer's stats. He had some good stats as well. I think he finished with the most wins out of all three, with 15 between his two teams that he pitched for, the Washington Nationals and the L.A. Dodgers. So, you know, it's a tough thing that Wheeler lost. In the end, he was just a little bit short of those Cy Young numbers. And the writers 
have their reasons for voting the way they did. I read an article this morning about one writer who voted for Zach Wheeler, and he gave the reasons why he voted for Wheeler as well. So when you look at it in different lights and different statistics, you can always um, make the case for one or the other. And by the way, I'm trying to catch up with my co-host still on this show, uh, Matt Vesey. We just haven't been able to get a time to get together and record something. I'm still uh, awaiting his post-mortem of the Phillies for 2021. And we do have all winter season to uh, talk about that. So I'm sure he's going to be joining me on the next show um, and discussing that. It's funny that calendar that I have in my office for November has Zach Wheeler as the photo, uh, the official Phillies calendar for November here. So pretty interesting that he should end up one of the contestants in the Cy Young Award voting for 2021. Well, this is the day I've been waiting for as a Phillies fan for the last couple weeks now since I heard that Bryce Harper is in the run for the MVP award. And tonight that will be announced on MLB Network at 6 p.m. Eastern Time. We're going to have the award known to us. So it's about nine hours from now, the time that I'm recording this podcast. And uh, there's only three contestants going for the NL MVP. So uh, Harper doesn't have to deal with the five that Wheeler went against for the Cy Young. So maybe some of those votes with the five uh, contestants for the Cy Young actually cost Wheeler the vote too. You know, in a, in a certain roundabout way. I think five is way too many to consider for Cy Young. I think a top three would have been perfect for that. Uh, consideration because you start to water down some of the votes when you get so many to choose from. Um, Jacob deGrom got a vote and he didn't even have a full season. So how, you know, what, what writer can justify that? It's kind of foolish actually. So uh, tonight we have the vote for MVP being announced. And the finalists, of course, Bryce Harper had a very good year for the Phillies, batting 309 with 35 home runs, 84 ribbies, and he led baseball with 42 doubles. I remember uh, Jimmy Rollins used to hit a lot of doubles on a season. I think he had at least 40 or more a couple times as a Philly. But uh, this past season... Bryce Harper slugged out 42 of them. Uh, he tied for 17th in stolen bases with 13. And uh, he scored 100 runs, 100 walks, 40 doubles or more, and 35 home runs in a season. And the only other players to do that is, according to this article by Todd Zalecki here, is uh, Babe Ruth, Stan Musial, and Barry Bonds. So... That's kind of the company that Bryce Harper keeps. And uh, that's what we expected when the Phillies sign him. 
Signed him a couple years ago. This was his third full season as a Philly. Uh, starting to bring in some of those awards. Silver Slugger. Um, really was pumped up for this season in 2021. And uh, even Todd Zalecki's article mentions that Harper uh, overcame getting struck in the face by a 97-mile-per-hour fastball April 28th in St. Louis. So he got lucky this year and healed up, came back and had a great season. Here's the other guys he's going up against. So Juan Soto for the Washington Nationals had an awesome year as well. He had 29 homers and 95 RBIs on the season. And also he had a silver slugger, the same as Bryce Harper. So uh, Soto was uh, very great for the Nationals this year. Almost neck and neck with Bryce Harper. And uh, it'll be interesting to see who wins this uh, award. Fernando Tatis Jr. for the Padres is also a runner in this race, 22-year-old, Padre sh shortstop, in the race for MVP. And he also had a lot of power in this season out there on the left coast, popping out many home runs and uh, had a swagger about him. So Fernando Tatis Jr., Juan Soto and Bryce Harper going up for MVP tonight on November 18th as this podcast is being recorded about nine hours before the announcement. So um, by the next podcast, we'll all know who the winner is. And even if Harper doesn't win this award, uh, the spotlight is on him for having a great, great year for the Phillies. And Phillies fans know. They know a player that's hustling, a player that's his head's in the game. Uh, he's trying his best. He's not just punching a clock. And, uh, you know, that's what he does. He puts forward all of his best work on the field. And you can see that. Well, over in the American League, it's uh, Vladimir Guerrero Jr., first baseman for the Blue Jays. And he's even at 22 years old. So that's a uh, key number in this year's uh, MVP award finalist. 22 years old, Vladimir Guerrero Jr. And uh, over on the left coast, challenging him for this award, Shohei Otane which is, you know, what can you say about him? He's a batter, he's a pitcher, he's an all-around baseball player. Had an incredible 46 home runs, 26 doubles, 8 triples, and 100 RBIs in 2021. And I admit, I don't watch many Angels games because they're a West Coast team. They come on late at night if they're home for 82 games. And I just can't stay up to watch him. But Otani certainly had a great year. He's 
overshadowed Mike Trout a little bit there for the Angels, and they've they've assembled a, a nice few players over the years on the Angels. I can't understand how they cannot make it into the playoffs. But uh, just recently, in the past couple of days, they added Noah Syndergaard on a one-year deal, and if Syndergaard could stay healthy, he could conceivably help those Angels get to the playoffs in 2021. They're just so do to do well in the playoffs it's incredible uh, having Mike Trout out there and what he's done for that team in so many years it's just amazing as well uh, rounding out the top three vote uh, eligible players for MVP Marcus Simeon second base and shortstop for the Blue Jays as well and uh, Let's see where Simeon ends up. He, in some aspects, he's the top and uh, top uh, player to go on to the uh, open market this year. Phillies may be interested in him. I'm not sure. Haven't heard too much come out of the camp of the Phillies uh, with knowing who they're actually interested in uh, free agency this year. It's just uh, very quiet, uh, quiet out of uh, management, nothing much being said, almost like the trade deadline. We heard that John Middleton had opened the, the checkbook and we were all waiting for a big signing, maybe a, a top level uh, closer or somebody like that to help the Phillies get into the playoffs and that Frankly, that might have put him over into the edge of getting into the playoffs, a top-signed uh, closer. Because the bullpen, of course, as we know, blew over 33 games, I believe was the number, in 2021. That's an incredible amount of games for the bullpen to blow on a team. Just, you know, reduce that by a third and you've got, 13 games thereabouts, 10 games ahead of the Phillies might have won 90-some-odd games this past year, and might have is the key word there, might have. They didn't. Uh, they didn't come close in the end, even though they contended for the top spot because the Braves sort of stumbled there uh, going down towards the final few weeks of the season. And then, of course, that pivotal series, which the Phillies played the Braves uh, in the last week or so of the season, the regular season, the Phillies just folded up like a uh, a bath towel. There, they <laughs> they took a bath on us. Uh, ended up losing all three, I believe, against the Braves, getting swept, and that was their season. All right, well, as I said, Matt Vesey from uh, at Phillies Bell on Twitter will be joining us in the next broadcast, I'm sure. I'm going to catch up with him one day and, and get some time, get him on the show. Uh, let's just look ahead at the um, 2022 season, if we may, just a little bit here. And we'll go over to the schedule regular season schedule. I haven't really 
molded over too much. Been looking a little bit at the spring training schedule, but um, let's go over to opening day. And the Phillies will open on the last day of March in Houston. So the Phillies playing a World Series contender from last year to open the season for three games. They'll play on Thursday, Saturday, and Sunday. So, um, Phil's opening in Houston, Texas this year. Well, next year, actually, 2022, this upcoming season, I should say. And then the Phillies stay on the road with a brief two-game series against the Washington Nationals. That's April 4th and 5th. Before opening at home on April 8th against the Athletics. 3.05 opening day, uh, Friday. And uh, leads us into Saturday and Sunday with the Athletics. And then the Mets come into town for three. So... Six home games opening up with the Athletics. Nemours opening day at 3.05 p.m. April 8th. So we're going to circle that one on the calendar for next year. And I'll be honest with you. I didn't go to one single Phillies game in 2021. I just sat the season out as a fan. Just wasn't interested in going up. I watched a lot of games on television, of course, but uh, I didn't make a trip up to the ballpark in 2021. So uh, hopefully in 2022 that'll change. Uh, we'll see. <laughs> Love to see opening day. Been to a few of them. That's always a great, great day to go to see a ball game. And... Uh, We'll find out uh, soon enough here. A April 8th circled on the calendar as opening day at home for the Phillies. And uh, interesting that they'll open up with three against the Astros. All right, well, I just wanted to get a quick Phillies Talk podcast out for the listeners out there and encourage you to stop over to fightinphillies.com. You can read the blog there and check out Phillies Talk Podcast, which you're listening to right now. That's also uh, a place where you can find the show. And also at my other website that I do, it's called BaseballTalkRadio.com. And that'll lead you over to BaseballPodcast.net. That's the 24-hour-a-day, seven-day-a-week spot for you to go listen to baseball podcasts. And it's expanding more and more every day. I hope to have, I'll tell you, it's a lofty goal, but I hope to have a hundred podcasts on baseball listed there for you to listen to by opening day 2022 for baseball. That's right, over a hundred baseball podcasts. My goal is to make that site the place to go to to listen to a baseball podcast, so... Check it out over at BaseballTalkRadio.com. You can find Phillies Talk Podcast there. 
You can also find another podcast I do called the Baseball Talk Radio Show Podcast, along with my great friend Gary Mack, who's an awesome broadcaster. He's been doing it for years. He has his Mets Musings podcast and also a golf show. So uh, check it out over there at BaseballTalkRadio.com. All right, you have an awesome week. I'll talk to you the next time about the winner of the MVP for the National League and the American League. And we'll talk also a little more Phillies. They're having a nice auction uh, on the 26th of November at Citizens Bank Park. Uh, clubhouse auction, a lot of uh, jerseys, bases, um, things like that. Check it out. It's free to get into. Over at the ballpark, you go into the um, the uh, club store, which is uh, accessible right from uh, near the parking area there. There'll be plenty of parking. And then you go to another location for the actual uh, sale. So uh, check it out, November 26th at Citizens Bank Park. If you need more information, give me an email, rich at fightinphillies.com. All right. Talk to you soon, everyone. Take care.